Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Here we go, Buck Blue Show, getting started on this Tuesday morning. Hopefully your day's off to a great start. Got our producer, Adam Gillespie. He's on the road producing today, getting ready for that Georgia-Alabama basketball game. Derek Thomas in the house. He's ready to roll, and so is Sean Nurney, which means we better get to work. And we'll do it with Buck's Big Take. Buck's Big Take. So did you hear the big news? For the first time in 74 years, Auburn basketball is number one in the AP poll. Man, that is so epic. 74 years it took them to get to the top. The last time Auburn was number one, you probably don't remember, it was 1948. And no, I wasn't born yet. I mean, this has got to be bigger than the Bortz's backstory. On Extra 106.3 News. Auburn has won 15 in a row. The Tigers are finally number one. Okay, so I realize what the fans of the other schools are thinking right now. Bruce Pearl and the Tigers, they got to be cheating. Well, the word on the street is this time. Coach Pearl is doing it clean. Reportedly, no cheating on the recruiting trail. No postseason ban, no suspensions, none of that stuff. No assistant coach going to prison. Just good, clean basketball. Yeah, right. And there's your big take today. Buck Belushio, 10 to 11 here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Remember, you can listen on the Fan mobile app brought to you by Beaver Toyota and coming Smart speaker, you can listen. That is sponsored by South Point Financial Services. Dernie, I'm ready for a college football nugget. Mm, tasty. Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, we got us a good old-fashioned, well, new age social media fight going on. A little brouhaha between Georgia and Alabama. Miko Hardman, now with the Kansas City Chiefs, formerly of Georgia. And the newest Alabama Crimson Tide player, Jermaine Burton, who played this past season for the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I'm enjoying the social media back and forth with Burton and Miko. Miko Hardman chimed in on this when he found out that Burton was going to Alabama, and he said, and I quote, How do you go to a team you just beat in the national championship game? How do you leave a team you just won the national championship with? Wondering out loud. Jermaine Burton got word of this quick, man, and he fired off a social media response that said, and maybe DT, you can help translate, uh, why it matter on who agree. Uh, he's saying he doesn't care what people are talking about. He's going to do what's best for him. Why it matter on who agree. 
Then he said something to the effect of, it's my career, my choice, or something like that, right? Yeah, my career, nobody else. There you go. Now, I, I understand that part of it. It's, Basically, it's, mind your own business. It feels funny because he's going to Alabama. The much been tied. If he was transferring to Arizona State, nobody would say as much. Yeah. Yeah, my translation was, look, I got my natty. Now it's time to get paid. That's my uh, translation on this. Bryce Young has got a new go-to guy. Targets, catches, and big NFL first-round signing bonus money. That's my translation on it. It's hard to argue what we've seen Alabama do in well, just on look the field at Jam- and in the draft. Yeah, look at Jamison Williams' pay. He was at Ohio State for two years. So was Chris Olave. Jamison Williams had 15 catches in two seasons at Ohio State. 15 catches. At Alabama, Jamison Williams had 79 catches in one season. So there you go. That's what what that's all about. You probably know Bryce Young is coming back for a second year. So Jermaine Burton, he's going to get targets. He's going to get catches. And he's going to get paid. First round NFL money. One other little nugget out there. I thought you might enjoy this. Clemson's got him a new freshman quarterback, Cade Klubnick. And boy, he looked good in that high school All-American game. So did Gunnar Stockton, but this story is not about Gunnar. It's about Cade Klubnick. And the, the comparison's already being made on Klubnick. And you know what the comparison is? Zach Wilson with the New York Jets. There are your college football nuggets today. We had more than one. And that brings us to the uh, Buck Blue Show headline today. And a shout-out to Trey Young. Atlanta Hawks has been named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. And you got to love these numbers if you're a Hawks fan. Trey averaging over the week 31.3 points per game. Nine assists a game. And want to give a shout-out to Ice Cold Trey for that fine award. Second time this season, he's been named Player of the Week. Nerney, I'm not sure what they get for that. Uh, certificate, maybe. I'm not sure what they would do with a certificate. Maybe a uh, plaque U, as I used to call them. Uh, you know, the old plaque. I'm not sure what you're going to do with something like that either. I'm not sh- don't believe Trey has an office that he could display the plaque or the certificate. So it's more of the recognition thing, I believe. Hey, man. Hey, Trey, good job, buddy. Player of the week. You got to love that. DT, you were like a associate producer of the week here at 680 The Fan last week. Congratulations. I heard, yeah, healthy bonus that comes along with that. And that is fantastic. You keep that up, brother. And big things are in store. Keep grinding, buddy. I mean, just look at Nerney. He's made the big time now. Well, that's how, it's good to see a positive Hawks story. We uh, Up until this little run they had of 4-0, there wasn't a lot of positivity around the team. Yeah, and I'm still a little concerned we're not going to make the playoffs. Hawks sit 12th, sit 12th in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, but maybe this homestand. we got five games in a row here at home. Not that we've been playing great at home. Not that it's a home court advantage. But maybe it will become one. With the way that our man Trey Young is playing. Man, I am so glad we made that draft day trade. I did not want that dude that's playing for the Dallas Mavericks now. I think what's going to happen to him 
he he already is looking like he's a young dude, man, and it doesn't look like he's really fit. He needs to pick up on the cardio. It looks like yeah, yeah, he's he's packing on. I mean, it looks like he's eating a bunch of biscuits in the morning. He looks like a teenager that hasn't gotten rid of his baby fat. Yeah, and Trey, man, he is fit as a fiddle, as my grandmother used to say. Fit as a fiddle. Buck Belushio headline brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit greasemonkeyauto.com for store locations and special offers. Got a big show lined up today. We got Mike Dettelier. is going to be coming up here soon. He's a star down in New Orleans in the sports talk radio business, WWL, down there covering the Saints and LSU, all things New Orleans. And we're going to jump into this Sean Payton story. Could he be retiring, Sean Payton? Man, that would be great news here in Atlanta. Absolutely great news because Sean Payton has absolutely dominated our Atlanta Falcons. In fact, there's been no other coach that has come close to dominating our Atlanta Falcons like Sean Payton. I did the research, the uh, Belushio research staff, they were busy last night, so I did the research on this one. Sean Payton, right now, he's 21-10 and 10 against the Falcons. And that includes that Atlanta Falcon playoff win. And I, I've never understood why they compile these these trends, these stats, and they'll say, and they'll eliminate what happened in the playoffs. I would accentuate what's happened in the playoffs, what's happening there, the results in the playoffs. I, I've never understood that. You know, they say Sean Payton. He's uh, uh, Payton is is twenty one and nine against the and they say no, no, no. You gotta, you can't count that playoff loss that he had just never made sense to me I would count the playoffs every single time those stats are bigger than bigger than any other so Dettelier is going to be on talk about that and then also Jeff Sintel with the AJC and Dog Nation will be with us today for the Bulldog Roundtable and he's talking about Bear Alexander Freshman at Georgia, already on campus, early enrollee. Big Jordan Davis, big 99, moved on, Nerney. And so the Bulldogs looking for another quality defensive lineman they can put up there with Jalen Carter. And allegedly, reportedly, they're hoping Bear Alexander is going to be that guy. I mean, you got to love the nickname. I mean, don't you love the nickname if you're a Georgia fan? We got Bear Alexander coming in here. I mean, if your name's Bear, two things, right? You're a football player and your nickname's Bear. Is you're one big dude and you got to be a really good football player. At least that's my interpretation. We'll talk to Sintel about that coming up a little later in the show. So glad you're with us today. The Buck Blue Show, 10 to 11 here on The Fan. But no worries if you miss it between 10 and 11. You can always catch the Buck Blue Show podcast later in the day. All right, coming back, we got Dettelier. We're going to... Break down the Sean Payton rumor that's going around. Man, this would be great for the Falcons if he went into broadcasting. We'll ask Mike next. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. 
Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Fan 680 and 93.7, 10 to 11. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Let's head to that Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line and bring on a sports talk star down in New Orleans at WWL 870 AM NFL analyst and Saints insider Mike Dettelier joins us on the Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line. And Mike, I got to hear more about this rumor about Sean Payton stepping down and maybe going into broadcasting. What can you tell us? No, Buck is serious. Uh, and um, we've known for a little while I would say maybe the last couple of years that Sean was never going to be a lifer in this business. He wasn't going to be coaching uh, at 70 years old. And so uh, this doesn't come as a major surprise and thinking about everything that's happened over the last couple of years, uh, you know, with this franchise and especially this, last year uh, with, you know, having to relocate because of a storm, uh, you know, injuries, COVID issues, you name it. Uh, and, and our coaches went through the COVID issues, but relocation early and, and going through a transition, Buck, of not having number nine. Yeah. Okay? Uh, he was always the guy you could count on. He could cure some of the ills on the field and in the locker room. And now you don't have that anymore. So – <clears throat> this doesn't come as a major surprise. I think he is seriously considering the offer in the booth. A lot of national people wanted to have him go to Dallas or to Chicago. But <laughs> we knew that his next step was not going to be with another team. He signed a five-year extension with the Saints back in 2019. But the thought of TV is uh, certainly in the back of his mind. He has not made that choice up yet. If you're asking if I think he stays or goes, I I feel he'll stay, but I think this is the beginning of the end for him coaching the Saints. Mike, I thought my first thought was, hey, he's trying to leverage a big uh, raise in the salary here with this. Yeah, well, that that's not out of the question either. <laughs> Come on, um, <laughs> agents got a way of doing that for you, but. Um, I really think this is a serious consideration for him. Um, He has been with a young lady for a while. He got married last year. And so, man, that has a play on your home life, too. People can say what they want. Oh, uh, mama don't tell me what to do. Yeah, right. (laughs) Mama tell you a lot what to do. Uh, You might fling that to your pals and your buddies, uh, but I got a little better common sense than that. So, you know, I, I think her deal is, man, how much longer is, are we going to be through this? Because, you know, as a head coach, it's not, you know, leaving the house at 6 o'clock and you're back home at 6.30 that night. I mean, 
Sean's doing shows sometimes, and we catch him on the coach's show, and he's like, man, guys, I'm about a quarter of the way through film, and, you know, this is 7 o'clock at night. So he's there until 11, 11.30, and he's right back at it at 6. So it's very trying. I had a former head coach live next to me for many years. He passed away during the summer. And uh, when he would finish the NFL season, I'd see him maybe the second day back. He looked like he had been in a fist fight. <laughs> I mean, it was really telling on him. And a couple weeks later, he was raring to go. Uh, but it does take his toll. And uh, so it's uh, not surprising that uh, he would give this TV offer a lot of consideration. Mike, this is big news in Atlanta because Sean Payton, nobody's been more successful as a head coach against our Falcons than Sean Payton. Uh, my research says he's 21-10 and 10 against us, and looks like he's really enjoyed beating up on us through the years, sort of rubbing our nose it, noses in it a little bit. I know it's a big rivalry, but it just seemed like he enjoyed it a little more than some of the other big wins he got through the years. Yeah, he got his cookies all beating the Falcons. <laughs> he knew that, you know, he understood the climate he was in here. He he, he got it real quickly. And, uh, you know, I've done a, a, quite a few of the national shows since all this news broke, and people were like, oh, you know, the hardest thing for a coach or a former coach or a former player is to be critical of a former of of a coach and a player today. I said, man, listen, Sean won't have that issue. No. One thing with Peyton, man, listen, he, he's sort of straightforward with, he tell you what he's thinking uh, about it, but yeah, he's had a lot of success against Atlanta and he's enjoyed every moment of it. Unfortunately for us. Because he knows the fan base wanted that too. He, He read the room very quickly about Saints Falcons rivalry. Yeah, Bobby Hebert didn't have to tell him about that, did he? So, Sean Payton, I ran across this, Mike. Sean Payton, one of the top offensive minds in NFL history. You look at points per game under Payton, tops. Yards per game under Payton, tops. What made him so good offensively? There is a guy named Drew Brees. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a good pairing. Uh, yeah, listen, and I wondered, Buck, I really did when they first – Sean came here, and then they signed Drew. And I, we worried a little bit about Drew's health because he was going through that major shoulder surgery <clears throat> and rehab with it, and how they would coexist. Because they were two strong personalities together, but they were linked in the chain. I mean, they really were. And you didn't see any friction between the two. They worked almost as one. And Sean's innovative about putting people in places to give them the best opportunity to make a play. And I think a lot of times coaches are married to a system and they refuse to sort of adjust to the talent level that's around them. The one thing I give Sean is that he had that ability as a coach to take a talent that maybe wasn't there before and get the very most out of it. I think about Devery Henderson early on. Uh, Jim Hazlitt was ready to cast him adrift. He was a second-round pick. He had disappointed uh, as a receiver. He comes here, you know, in 06, 
Sean, and Devery becomes a big-time player as far as stretching the field. He knew how to use Devery. Lance Moore was a cast-off player, and he becomes a terrific receiver for him. Jimmy Graham, they drafted him in round three. He was a basketball player that he turned into one of the most dynamic tight end weapons when he wore that black and gold of the Saints. Marcus Coaston was a seventh-round pick from Hostra, who don't even – they don't even have football anymore. <laughs> and he turned him into this big target receiver that put up unbelievable numbers. He was able to adjust so well to the talent level around him. And uh, I think that's the, the biggest part I see in that. And also, he let number nine – have a big say in what they were running offensively. He was able to share that with a special player. And sometimes we've seen coaches with egos that don't want to do it. Obviously, the Saints in the market for a new quarterback. Obviously. He ain't on the roster. That's all I know. The the next one's not on the roster. And so I think that that may be part of this, too, that if Sean returns, he wants assurances, hey, listen, uh, you give me the two thumbs up that I can go out and make a deal uh, for a veteran quarterback because I played through it this year and it, it didn't work. And I think, Sean, the one thing with him is he likes to run his offense a certain way, and I think he wants a certain type quarterback. And I think his number one target would be Russell Wilson. Well, I can't have you on without asking about the start that Coach Kelly's off to at LSU. How's that going so far? He's the grown-up in the room, you know. Um, he ain't putting up with a lot. Uh, and uh, I think we we see it. He's totally different than the last two coaches that have been there at LSU. You know, uh, Buck, you know the story. I, I grew up with Coach O and, and Bobby here on the Bayou, and, and certainly Les was a unique personality too uh brian is the guy that hey he's the strict teacher and i think he has laid down the law here of what he wants what he expects and he has been very successful in the transfer portal uh he told me very early in the process we got to use it this year uh and he used the term i think you'll hear a lot of coaches use roster management that we got to do a better job at it I'm bringing in my own people. People can like it or don't like it, but I'm going to do it my way. If you're going to pay him $10 million a year, you're better. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think he's been really successful in the transfer portal, and he's not finished yet. So uh, uh, we'll see how this goes to Brian. He wins. It won't matter where he's from, uh, <laughs> you know, because that's all that matters today. You got to put them W's up. Mike Dettelier, man, he's all over the Saints and LSU down in New Orleans on WWL 870 AM. Mike, always great to have you on, man. Get back to work on that NFL draft guide. We'll be checking it out. Thank you, Buck. Appreciate it, bud. Take care. Thanks for coming on, Dettelier. I just love the accent. Just love it. Hey, are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the dogs taking home the natty? Well, look no further than Hexhead Art, made in the USA, hand-painted, uh, your, your wife probably doesn't want a decal or a flag on the wall, so you can upgrade with Hexhead Art. Go to hexheadart.com 
and uh, research it. Check out everything that's available. Be, uh, be sure when you order, though, to use the promo code THEFAN for 10% off your purchase. Go to hexheadart.com and upgrade your fan cave. Do that today. Let's get to the NFL Top 5. The best in college football and the NFL. 5, 5, 4, 4 3, 3, 2, 2 1. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. All right, DT, let's get to work. Well, we've had lots to watch on the field. One of the biggest off-field uh, stories now about Tom Brady. After losing over the weekend, is Tom Brady going to retire right off into the sunset? Or is Tom Brady coming back? Well, before I answer that, Nernie, let's hear from TB12. I have kids now, too. You know, and I care about them a lot as well. You know, they've been my biggest supporters. My wife is my biggest supporter. It pains her to see me get hit out there. And, um, you know, she deserves what she needs from me as a husband. My kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. TB12, now 44. And he said previously, didn't he, that he was going to play until he was 45? And we all thought it was absolutely crazy. Dudes played 21 seasons in the National Football League. Got family and Giselle now that he's got to consider. I think he comes back for one more ride. I'm here with my family. (laughs) Tom's coming back for one more year. That's my best guess. Well, if Tom Brady were to retire, does that make Joe Burrow the new new man in the NFL? Well, I'll tell you what. Joe Burrow. He's a top five NFL quarterback today, right now. I'm with you, Buck. Joe Burrow. And did you realize Burrow, the first quarterback in NFL history to complete 70% or more passes in his first two career NFL playoff games? And he could be better if his offensive line protected him a little better. My goodness. Eight sacks this past weekend against a four-man rush, Nerney. So you got five offensive linemen blocking four guys on the defensive line. And they still sacked him eight times. Imagine if this guy really got protected. What he could do. Joe Burrow. Man, he's the man. All right, Buck. On the other side in the NFC, what is the big key to the Rams 49ers game in the NFC Championship? San Francisco has beat them six straight times, and there have been several beatdowns in that six-game losing streak for the Rams. Totally believe as I sit here today on Tuesday, the big key is the Rams can't be turning the football over in this game, giving the 49ers a short field. So Matt Stafford can't be throwing those interceptions. You want to get to the Super Bowl. Six games against the 49ers for Stafford. He's got five interceptions. Got to clean that up a little bit. And in those six games, Stafford is one in five. So you can't be turning that ball over, Matt. Go play another clean game. All right, more as we look ahead to championship weekend. Buck, drop some knowledge on us. Give us some interesting things as we look forward to, to the conference championship. Something amazing? Yeah, give me some amazing stats, some, something, something well, to get us excited. I, I ran across this, and I thought it was amazing. The 49ers place kicker, Robbie Gold. NFL record. Right now, 20 straight field goal attempts without a miss. That is amazing. That's pretty amazing. Here's one more. Sean McVay, the Rams coach, 47-1 as head coach. 
when his team has the lead at halftime. Ooh. 47-1. and one. You know the one loss? No. Week 18 lost to San Francisco a couple of weeks okay. ago. Okay. That is interesting. Man, if the Rams have that lead at halftime, chances are they're going to close that thing out. I love it. All right, Buck. Uh, who is going to get – you've talked about this position. We, we talked about Urban Meyer all year and what a what – a, Ripping him. Yeah, just a, a, an unfortunate situation, we'll say, down in Jacksonville. Sure. Who will end up being the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, I can't say that I know Shad Khan and what he's all about, but I can tell you this. Checked in with my source today down in Jacksonville. The voice of the Jaguars. You used to work down there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a little radio down in Jacksonville back in the day. That's where I first uh, heard Chris Rude, Christopher Rude, who was oh. starring on the fan here a few years back. Atlanta I, legend. I do know, having talked to my source down there, that the Bucks will interview Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich today. And that would appear to be a really good fit, if you ask me. Got a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. You want a head coach? Nothing like Urban Meyer. No, you want a quarterback whisperer. It's going to help develop Trevor Lawrence, and I believe Byron Left Leftwich would be a great guy to do that. And one of the biggest things that was the, the problem with Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville is he didn't have the respect of that team. I could see Byron yeah. Left Byron Leftwich demanding respect from his players. Yeah, I think Urban Meyer's lost a lot of respect across the country. Bucks top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, man, so that's going to lead us uh, right into the Bulldog Roundtable, which we're going to talk about Bulldogs, their uh, young defensive lineman, a freshman that's just on campus, Bear Alexander. The Fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We've talked a little bit about what's coming back for Georgia on the defensive line. You got a stud. You got a star in Jalen Carter. But other than that, I'm wondering who exactly lines up next to Jalen Carter this coming season. A lot of dudes that had really broke out yet. Stackhouse, Walthor, Brinson, Logue, Norton, just some of the guys there. And a lot of the Bulldog Nation really excited about Early enrollee freshman, Bear Alexanders. Let's bring on Jeff Centel. Centel, a recruiting insider for the AJC and Dog Nation, just did a really good feature piece on Bear Alexander. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, Jeff, I appreciate you coming on. You joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. So, tell us about Bear Alexander, man. Hey, uh, hey Buck, glad to be on, man. Thanks for uh, giving me a spot on the team today. I mean, I mean, Buck, here's the thing. I want everybody that's listening and rolling around or streaming to think about this. Were they shaving in the eighth grade? Did your principal come up to you and say, <laughs> say son, did you, you look like you need to shave because you look like a grizzly bear? Well, that's kind of the genesis of Keithian Big Bear Alexander. 
I guess if you're on an informal basis with, with Bear, you can call him Bear Alexander, not Big Bear Alexander. But, you know, there's a lot to get excited about. One of the things we've been writing about to keep people from, you know, perhaps clutching their pearls or really, really worrying for their meds after Georgia's seen all this roster migration is, frankly, Buck, this Georgia recruiting class, the 2022 Boss Moves class, was kind of built to offset that. And what I mean by that is you look at this defense and everybody's going to go, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to keep receipts on this one, Sintel. But the way this defense is built, I really think it can perform at a similar level as it did this past year. Generational, I know that. But they, the difference is, Buck, is they've got three five-star corners. They've got the All-American linebackers. And they've got the defensive line guys. Kind of Big Bear, everybody thinks because he's going to wear Jordan's 99 that he's a zero tech. He's not. He's more of a two-eye. He's more of a shade. He's more of a three. That's, that's the spot where he's going to play in. And I think the game – for a big barrel Alexander is kind of more like a Devonte Wyatt than it is a, than it is a big Jordan Davis. You know, I enjoyed you uh, covering bear Alexander and what happened at the, uh, what was it? The under armor all American game recently where he was playing through an injury. Tell us about the shoulder injury. Is he going to be ready by the time the, the upcoming season comes around? Well, it sounds like it's a six month recovery. That's, that's the typical football guy turnaround for a shoulder before it gets to be at a hundred percent strength. And, you know, you know, Buck, I've covered a lot of these guys for a lot of years now. And, you know, we always try to find, like, who's the, who's the, who's the fastest, who's the biggest, who's the strongest. Uh, you know, Bear might just be one of the toughest, if not the toughest young men I've ever seen matriculate to Georgia. And there's a lot of good dudes that would qualify for that. But my example and my reasoning comes from seeing him at the Under Armour game where uh, I saw him in the medical tent one day and I was like, hey, man, what's up with that? He told me about his shoulder. He had it braced at times. He felt it was a torn labrum that he suffered at a camp workout back in June of 2021. And normally, book when you see a kid at an all-star game, an all-American game in the medical tent, and they're talking about a shoulder, they're usually done. Because I saw a lot of guys, even the five-star guys that had ankles or had turf toe or had something, whether it was just hot in Florida that week, where they just were, were taking their Gatorade with kind of a, an umbrella, a parasol umbrella in their in their sports beverage container because that's it, it was kind of chill mode, vacation mode after that. But Bear continued to practice, and then I saw him kind of cinch it up again in the game, and I was like, okay, he's really, really done. And then he kept going back in the game and kept making plays. And for him and his father, they determined that it wasn't going to get any worse. It was just going to hurt a lot. And for him, he looked at that as a mental conditioning test where he came to Under Armour they're going to put the ball down and they're going to play and bear is going to figure out who the best guys are. And he was going to test himself against the best guys. Cause that's what the college level is going to be like. And that's exactly what he did. Bum shoulder or not. He was making a lot of plays and he's the type of guy that can strike a block, can shed the block, can cross over to the other gap and make a lot of plays. And you know, big bear, really cool story. He had to go to IMG Academy in Florida because the Texas High School Association would not grant him eligibility to play his senior year. So he moved across the country and played with national guys, all Americans everywhere on that IMG Academy front, just so he could basically check his oil and make sure he knew what he was about on his way into Georgia. Jeff, what's the backstory on the recruiting with Bear? How did he end up at Georgia? All the big time programs wanted him. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, Texas A&M and Georgia were actually their kind of, one of his first four or five offers, they were on him pretty early. Travion Scott did a great job in recruiting him. 
And the funny thing with him is, like, it really came down to Texas A&M and Georgia. Uh, former Georgia staffer Nick Williams had a large part in his recruitment to try and lure him to College Station. That was the home state school. And remember, he felt a certain type of way, loved Georgia, back in late his junior year when he won a state championship at Denton Ryan in Texas. And then he committed to Georgia actually on signing day for the 2021 class. He came back to Georgia. He decommitted over the summer, looked around. I think he checked out Alabama on an official. He checked out Miami on an official. He went to see Texas and Texas A&M and all those schools. But he always just felt right at Georgia. He felt right around the people. And I'm going to be frank, the, the thing with Big Bear, I think a tipping point for him to come back to Georgia was when the state association in Texas did not give him eligibility. It was basically like we're not getting any support uh, from our home state. That's Big Bear Alexander and his circle. So they're like, let's go somewhere where they're going to support us and try to help us kind of trampoline on the way to our dreams. And that's why Georgia got big back into things with Big Bear Alexander. And he kind of knew. But it was, I mean, I mean, it was really funny, Buck, how when he went up to Charlotte for the Georgia-Clemson game, he had been a decommitment to Georgia. And he was wondering, okay, how are the Georgia people going to react to me? How are they going to, how are they going to take me kind of walking around? Not only did everybody know Big Bear, they greeted him warmly. They said, we got to have you back in the class. They were, they basically showed the love buck out, in, out in Charlotte. He saw that spectacle. He saw the defensive performance. He saw how dog nation traveled and loved their dogs. And from that point, it seemed like everything swung in Georgia's favor. And he committed back to Georgia in late October and really, He's been all dog ever since. Jeff, great stuff. Keep up the good work there at the AJC and Dog Nation, brother. Hey, Buck, have a good day, man. Have a great show. Thanks, buddy. Jeff Sintel, recruiting insider with Dog Nation. He joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Coming up next, got a little Falcons news. We'll uh, hit that. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Try to see things my way. Tuesday here on the Buck Baloo Show. Support for Extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And we appreciate you listening. 10 to 11 on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Awesome having my man Mike Dettelier on. He's got that NFL draft guide he comes out with every year prior to the draft. I would highly recommend that. And Jeff Sintel here locally doing a great job covering recruiting, or as we say in South Georgia, recruiting. Leave the G off of that at the very end. Got some good news. Major League Baseball owners and the Players Association, they continue to talk and hopefully negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, They're in a lockout right now, so nobody's doing anything other than this. We need a deal done by Valentine's Day so we don't have any regular season games canceled. So let's hope for that. 
Ex-Brave first-round pick and current Cardinals star Adam Wainwright joined me uh, this week on the Bucks Beat podcast, episode 47. We go way back to his high school football days. This week we'll talk about that, Bulldogs winning the Natty. He's been a longtime Georgia Bulldog fan. and Even uh, ask him about the lockout and the Braves winning the World Series. And I asked Wayno if that made him happy. You know, I grew up a Braves fan, biggest Braves fan in the history of the world. And so if we weren't going to win it, I was I was happy they did. I am not. I can't say I'm a Braves fan anymore. I play. I have to play against them. You know, I start against them, and, and uh, I love beating them almost probably more than any other team. I love beating the Braves just because there's so many of my friends down here that cheer relentlessly and, and religiously. And without any second thought, they cheer for the Braves against me and it drives me crazy buck i just it drives me crazy i'm like dude i grew up with you since i was two years old you're hoping freddie freeman hits a homer off me what are you talking about and they're like yeah but we've been braves fans since we were two years i was like i don't care you gotta be a fan of my you know so it's an interesting time but uh we love we love uh competing against the braves and i was proud of them i'll tell you who i was really happy for more than freddie who was a great friend of mine and more than any of those other players who are great friends more than that, I was happy for Brian Snicker because Brian was my manager in AA, is a wonderful person, a great manager, and just, I mean, have you ever heard one player that's ever played for Snit say a bad word about him? Yeah, good stuff there. You can listen to the entire interview wherever it is you get your podcast. <clears throat> You're able to find this Bucks Beat uh, and also our uh, fine sponsor, Mickey Himes, and the GetMickey.com team at Keller Williams. If you're searching for a Lake Lanier property or a home up 400, Mickey Himes is the man. You can call 678-341-7474 or go to GetMickey.com, click, and get an expert. Uh, Wainwright tells a great story, though, uh, in the podcast about he, w- he married his high school sweetheart down at Glenn Academy in Brunswick. And he went over to talk to her father about proposing, trying to get his approval on that. And his phone kept ringing. And it became a distraction. He could tell his his now father-in-law was looking like, what's this guy doing? He keeps looking at his phone. Well, he doesn't answer the phone. He's trying to get through this. Big moment, right? So then his phone, his hardline phone, starts ringing off the hook. And the uh, father-in-law has to take the call, and he comes back and he says, you weren't answering your phone, so the Braves called here, and you've been traded to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about bad timing. You're trying to ask for the daughter's hand in marriage. And the Braves are busy trading him for J.T. Drew to the St. Louis Cardinals. What, what if the father was like, I was going to say yes, but uh, once you got traded, man, I, we're a Braves <laughs> family here, so uh, no. No doubt. Uh, and you know how that goes, right? I mean, you're, you're having a serious conversation with someone, and your phone's ringing off the hook. Now, you keep looking down, my goodness, what's this about? I'm not taking this call. I'm in a serious conversation. It ended up working out. They've got five children now, four daughters and a son, and Adam Wainwright, one of my faves out there playing Major League Baseball. Great to have him on the podcast. Again, you can find that wherever it is you get your podcast. And that brings us to the final word today. Got a little Falcons news. With the Tennessee, the Knoxville Titans season now over. Over! The Falcons' second-round pick 
with the Titans in the Julio Jones trade has now been slotted. So officially, the Julio Jones trade will give the Falcons pick number 58 overall in the draft. So toward the end of the second round, where that pick falls now. Falcons with three picks in the top 58. Pick number eight, pick number 43, and pick number 58. And DT, I'm going to be disappointed if two of those three picks are not players on the offensive line or the defensive line. Couldn't agree more, Buck. We're on the same page, right? Uh, yeah, we got we got to get some help up front on both sides of the ball. The closer the position is to the to the center to the ball, I'm all about it. Yeah, I don't mind if they go best player available at the number eight pick of the first round. But those next two, man, they better be linemen. Hopefully, that first player available is a guy specifically maybe for the pass rush. Yeah, you're gonna plug and play. It's gonna be a star. So like A.J. Terrell was last year? Something like that. That'll work, yeah. I want an A.J. Terrell on the defensive line. I'm in. Yeah, get, get an impact guy, a difference maker. All right, that's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. Thank you for listening. Nerney, Derek Thomas, Adam Gillespie, we appreciate the work you guys do. We're going to do it again tomorrow, 10 to 11, here on The Fan. Stay tuned. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Thank you, Buck. Great to see you, Buck. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.